We are Under the Cardboard Box with your host, Harold Martinez and Arnaldo Castillo. We are Cardboard Box. <laughs> Welcome to Under the Cardboard Box Podcast. This is episode 12. We're so glad to be back again. We really hope you enjoyed our first video cast. Yeah. Uh, it was it was challenging just because it was my first time editing a video. Yeah. Uh, and you know I'm a music guy, so I just, I know how to mess with programs like uh, you know the uh, AW softwares. So that's that's all I know how to work with. So I tried my best. <laughs> I tried the best that I can. Definitely, we gotta give them props. I give you props. Thanks, man. man. Thank you. I, I really do. It came out great. Heidel worked very hard to uh, get this to us, and I just want to say this right off the bat. I want to congratulate Heidel. I said it last episode on episode 11. Um, Jairo Martinez is now engaged to Adelise Martinez. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, no thank relation. Um, <laughs> Again, no relation. <laughs> it was a beautiful uh, proposal. Um, I, w- I had the privilege of sticking by him and just making sure that everything went tip-top. Yeah, man, thank you for helping me out. That was uh, that was cool. It was, it was really it was, good. It was really my pleasure. Yeah. And... Um, you know, we had to pay at least enough money to say yes. <laughs> so, I know, man. I was just like, wow, you guys pulled it off. Yeah, we, we did. We did. We pulled uh, the hood over your head, I guess. Um, <laughs> if you're wondering what that was in the beginning, it's something new we want to try out. Right, right. Uh, we want you guys, the fans, to be part of our podcast. So uh, we asked we asked one of our listeners, um, a good friend of ours, to send in his intro of our show and we want you guys to be part of that as well um you guys can start sending in videos yeah yeah and, uh, uh yeah you, you guys can uh send us videos at under the cardboard box uh at gmail.com uh and just submit a video of just saying anything saying what do you feel about the podcast uh you know my name you know you could say like for example my name is Hardo martinez and you're listening to under the cardboard box podcast Keep going, guys. UCBP, let's do it. You know? Yeah, be creative. Um, Whatever just, way you can. <laughs> yeah, introduce us. Uh, introduce the show. And, you know, if, if you're lucky, we'll pick you and we'll put you in the front. Yeah. Uh, but, bro, how, how you doing, man, now that you're engaged? Yeah, <laughs> it feels good, man. Uh, still lots of work, still. Uh, but I am happy that I got that out the way. Aside from that, I am excited for the new Metal Gear Solid news that just came out. Uh, you know, new DLC, which we're hey, going to get hey, into. Hey, 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 this, this isn't the news. <laughs> save it, save I it, know. please. And you know what's funny is that I've been listening to some podcasts and they have like problems, like people have been complaining uh, on other podcasts that like... Yeah, um, not just us. Not just us. <laughs> but, but not this. They've been complaining that uh, they don't start like, like for example, uh, there's this podcast, I'm pretty sure you guys probably listen to it too, is P.S. I Love You. Great uh, with, podcast. With uh, oh, right. Colin and Greg. And they were just saying how <laughs> uh, they don't start the PlayStation News soon enough. They're always talking about these things or whatever. So everyone got mad at them because they came home Sunday night or something and they were hungry. So they started ordering uh, Buffalo Wings in the middle of the podcast. Right. And they were like, are you serious? This and this, you know. <laughs> and so the next week, Colin was like, we got to start the news. We got to start the news. Hurry up because the, yeah, the yeah, people yeah, want yeah. it and stuff, the, you know. This is what the people want. This is what the people want and stuff. So they were like kind of just like joking around and whatnot. So, but but kind of um, serious, I guess. Right. Like a truth behind yeah, a joke kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, so it's pretty funny, you know, now that we're just like just talking away for just, about like four minutes now. Who cares, right? <laughs> who cares? You guys came to listen to uh, Metal Gear. Uh, so I guess with that, we'll just jump right into the news. Let's do it. All right. 
This news is brought to you by Metal Gear Informer. We've got quite a bit of news. Um, so let's get to the nitty gritty. So there are three new maps coming to Metal Gear Online. I know what you're thinking. Finally. <laughs> so these are coming out in March. Uh, and we've got the list here of, uh, of the maps. Called, uh, the first one is called Coral Complex, which is the uh, Mother Base Wannabe. <laughs> mother base wannabe, the, really? The mother base wannabe. It's good. I, no, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not mother base. It's just a a a a, a <laughs> the big shell. A big sh- no. It's it's just it's just a stage modeled after mother base. It's not actual mother base. Right, right. Some things I know where it's like cut down. Right? Yeah, they, you know they cut they something. Yeah, we've said in the last episode and the episode yeah. before that some things are cut so that. Or some things have been made more accessible. Um, right, right. We've also got Rust Palace. Now, um, there was an article about Rust Palace describing it a little bit. Basically, it's this huge building uh, with many floors, uh, levels. So, you you know, you really don't know what you're looking at going in there. Um, right. Wait, so it's a, it's a building? Yeah, yeah. The whole map building. takes place in a building? The, from what I've seen here, there's just a small area outside the building, but the building it's the, is the main Right, right. That's where attraction. the fire Yeah, that's where, that's where you want to, like, fight it out. Okay. Um, you know, they've got different places for stairs and etc. This place is literally coming down on itself, as it's been described. And then the last one, which there's not a lot of information about, is called... Um, Asur Mountain, which, um, if I translate it correctly, it means Blue Mountain in Spanish. Right. Uh, or Azuri, if if I'm saying it correctly that yeah, way. Yeah, Azur. Azur. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, of course, they've also added to the DLC some new appeal actions. We are. I'm looking at some of them here. We're looking at Basic Appeal Pack, Battle Appeal Pack, uh, Dance Appeal Pack, and then Hero Appeal Pack. I don't want anything to do with those. <laughs> okay. Because I'm okay with just a salute. Uh, but, I mean, I, I'm not going to knock anyone else who wants that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In other news, uh, we've got a unique character coming to MGO. Uh, our, cue the music. <laughs> cue, cue, cue the humming. Our good friend and quiet friend. Well, quiet. quiet. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So Quiet makes an appearance as a special unique character uh, coming out in March, just like with the DLC maps. Not much is said about her abilities, but I think we can only speculate what they'll actually be. Yeah. Uh, so like you were saying before, uh, before, you know, uh, off off the uh, video, um, we were we were talking and like maybe some of the abilities, like you were saying, is her running and then she's invisible. She turns invisible. That could be like one of them. Or, or quick something. traveling through the ground that way. Right, right, exactly. Uh, so I think that that would be good to have. If if we get to use her, do you think she might be like a little OP, overpowered? Well, I mean, all the special characters as of now are OP. But right, right, not, right. You know, not undefeatable. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I guess she will have a certain quality that yeah. will make her um, unique from the others. Um, but at the same time, it's not like she's invincible. Right. You're you're, you're absolutely right about that. So um, it, I, I want to see how, how they utilize her. It'd be crazy if they made her like slow things down. 
Right, right, right. Because you know how when she does that whole eye thing, yeah, things slow down. Things slow down. And, yeah, that'd be cool. You know, she has this perception. I mean, I don't know how cool it would be. Maybe for, maybe it would be only in first person view mode when she's in first person view. Maybe I she mean, could but, do that. You know, that'd but be cool. in order for you to slow the the person down from her perspective in first person, they also have to be slow in their perspective. You know what I mean? Like kind of going slow in a sense. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Yeah. 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 So if if they do that, they kind of like I don't know how that'll work. It'll I don't be know it'll be do. hard to balance out. Um, I know there's some features in Max Payne, uh, the third one. There's some features that are like slowing down time, but only for the player it slows down time. Huh. Only, only for the player. So maybe they could work that in there. Uh, I'm not sure how Rockstar did it, but, but right. they, it, it worked out. Yeah. You know? Well, speaking of quiet, they're actually making a figure out of her. Uh, are they? figure doll. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, this figure is going to be about one to, you know, one sixth. About, uh, that's, that's how much it is in size. Um and it looks pretty. It looks pretty decent for a, you know, for a doll uh, yeah, in terms yeah. of its is height. Is the face is the face just like hers, or is it? Like uh, I mean, I know they change the faces. Yeah, a little, right. You know? I mean, it, it looks a little more. If I can say this, it looks a little more uh, animated. Okay. If we're looking at the pictures here, um, I mean, are you gonna pick something like this up? No, I'm not. I'm not into action figures. You know, I'm more into collecting the games. Uh, music and stuff. Um, I never really been an action figure guy. I know you have a few uh, action figures and had, stuff. So yeah, had, yeah, had, had, yeah. Oh, really? You don't yeah, have yeah, those I anymore? I don't have them anymore. Oh man, what, yeah. where did they go? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I, have I have no idea. <laughs> the move and, but I mean, they were models. Yeah, they were yeah, models yeah. in yeah. the box. You know, I remember uh, them. You I had a. Uh, uh, I had Solidus, Ocelot, yeah, Raiden. Yeah, yeah, I remember. There was Fortune. the Metal Gear Solid 2 ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, but I, I don't have them anymore. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess probably disappear uh, appears uh, to... Uh, appeals. Appeals, sorry, to maybe, you know, fans that collect them. But from what I've seen in the picture here, it looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. As I can, as I told you before, she looks Lots little, of detail. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she Still looks half good, naked. <laughs> which is one of the reasons I don't like it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know how these Japanese are. They uh, well, over-sexualize these women. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, you'll be glad to know. Well, I don't know how glad you'll be uh, once you hear this. But the e-locator. Uh, if you use that, then you know how potentially good it is. Right, right. Um, they've changed. They're going to change the rules on that. According to. Are they? Uh, yeah. According okay. to these notes here. So in order for it to take effect, um, the person will need to be in the radius of the e-locator for a bit of time before it actually marks them. Okay. Now, beforehand, it used you to just, just stepped in and you're, you just, you're marked. No, man, it could be like it, it could hit your aura and you would still get marked. But now it's just like they dimmed it down just like the stun grenade. Right. Now, do you think that uh, Konami saw some exploits in it or I mean, making it fair? It was when I used it, and I think anyone else who uses it can agree, it is a very good way to get assist points. It's a very good way to get assist points and to mark enemies, to know where they are, to tell your team, 
you're it, you're just a when you use e-locators, you're not just helping yourself. You are a team player. Right, right. You know, stealth. Right. For all you stealth users, only helps you mainly, the person using stealth. Yeah, absolutely. Stun mainly helps the person using stun. You know, the Fulton Cannon mainly helps the person planning the Fulton Cannon. Right, right. But the E-Locator, it helps the entire team because once everyone is marked, you you see it. Yeah, that's it. You see it. And so it has helped so many people. You get like 50 points for each person you Sheesh. mark. So it's just I like mean, I've, I've seen you in some of your Let's Plays and uh, the Twitch streams that you've done and just, you know, hanging out. I've seen you uh, with the E-Locator. You can... You can go the whole game without killing anyone, but just marking them, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes fultoning them and stuff, whatever, and your points, it will rack up. Yeah. So you without, know, that's, a sing- that's- without a single kill. Right, but right. But now they've dumbed it down. Right. Um, so, I mean, the reason I said some of you might like this is because some of you might hate the E-Locator. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do. But now for the person that Who uses it, uses it yeah, yeah. you might be at a little disadvantage. So now. I guess you're going to have to... Uh, for players now, they're going to have to kind of, uh, you know, guess what they're going to throw, like throw it beforehand, you know, like cooking a grenade, you know, like how you cook a grenade, uh-huh. uh, you leave it there so that when the person steps into it, boom, that's it. That's it. Well, I mean, you know, that'll be, that'll be a good, a good idea to do I it. guess if people are reckless, you know, you just throw it to wherever you go and they'll run into it anyway. Right. But what I'm saying is like, let's say if they're running up. You know, like up a hill or something, right? On like Jade Forest or and whatever. And you're expecting them. You're yeah. expecting them. You know, you just throw it instead of where they are. You throw it in front of them so that when they step in, you know, they're marked. Right. So that that could be, I guess, a useful tool uh, to to do that. You know, just kind of guessing where they're going to be. Uh, you know, but if you have that cardboard box equipped, then see yeah, you, you could just you know yeah drop the mark on that. Make sure you're right. out of the radius when you do that, though. Yeah, yeah, tips with Arnoldo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tips with Arnoldo. Uh, but, but yeah, man, uh, that that's that's good news. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad to see that these DLCs are coming out. I'm looking forward to these maps. I think these uh, four maps that we've had so far, they're great. They're great maps. I will not knock any of the maps, especially when they don't have any Walker gears or anything. Yeah, yeah, kind of hindering us. They're good maps to just fight in. But I think we need something new. Right. Um, right. I saw a few comments. I'm hoping Konami will be merciful and not charge us too much. Because yeah. remember, we said one map. And then we said we were comfortable with like $3. Yeah, yeah. But now map. we've got three, three maps. maps. And a character. And not just, and then the poses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So we've, we're, we're getting all this stuff. So how much do you think Konami's going to charge? I think now... What they're gonna charge is like twenty bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Fifteen minimum. So Yeah, I say between fifteen and twenty dollars for this DLC. You know, three maps, a character. Um yeah, I say about fifteen to twenty. If they come out with nine ninety nine, blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> I'll be super happy. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> um, back to it, but but yeah, man. I, I mean, I hope they they really give us a deal. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm gonna say this out like out loud, out loud. Uh, Konami, make this thing five dollars. Oh wow! Okay, make it. If you're listening, Konami, right now, we or we, watching. <laughs> uh, 
Make it five bucks. Man. Make it five. You owe us this. <laughs> Make it five dollars. Some yes. people do not have all the money in the world to be spending on these things. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Also, speaking of spending money on things you don't need, <laughs> um, they got the they got the cause sunglasses on sale. Nice. Uh, I saw these on Twitter. They're going for 122 euros. All right. And they're saying save 30%. That's that's a saving. You're saving of, 30%. They're saving 30% there. Oh, good. The original price was 175 euros. I wonder what is, does that translate to? Well, it's more than the US dollar. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, that's almost $190, almost $200. Sheesh. $200 for a pair of sunglasses. Listen. That is something I definitely will not pick up. I love the game, but I will not spend $200 on glasses. Yeah. Sun protectors. No. It's just not happening. But, Konami, if you're generous, you can definitely send them over. You can <laughs> definitely donate it to Under the Cardboard Box, <laughs> and we will, ex- we will wear them anywhere. I will wear it inside. <laughs> during the night <laughs> and we, you know what it's funny I'm, I'm gonna stop this right now because we forgot to do something look oh man come on we, we forgot people wouldn't notice but now people no. notice you want to start again no no all right no. here we go two all right there it is segment two so we have the um for the people listening because they have no idea we have the we have the metal gear um prosthetic arm that comes in the special edition you know, in the middle of our desk. Yeah. And uh, what we do is, since we have these segments and these times, for every segment, we put up a finger, which... No, we put up a, a finger. A finger. <laughs> so by the end of it, we have all five up. And, you know, we kind of wanted it to be a surprise, but... Ah, uh, what, the what the heck? Yeah. But um, And also, <laughs> the mic here. Yes. <laughs> it's just a bad day. So... I, I forgot, forgot my mic stand. to bring uh, the mic stand. You know, that was my bad. He made me go back to my car and look for it. Yeah, and it wasn't there. And it was not there. So, But Heidel, before we get into the bitter news, let's get into Kojima news. Yes, Kojima news. So, the official Dice Summit website has announced that Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro will be keynote speakers during a summit taking place February 16th through the 18th. Nice. Uh, they will offer insight into their creative vision and the driving forces behind their artistic pursuits. The discussion will be moderated by Jeff Keighley, who hosted the uh, Game Awards uh, for the past few years. Yeah. Um, so here they go into like a little bit of it. So it's going to be Thursday afternoon. Uh, the address uh, at the 2016 Dice Summit uh, is posted on, on the website. Uh, you could also uh, put it on Twitter, hashtag Dice2016 to talk about it. Um, also, uh, it says here, quote, in a session titled A Conversation with Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro, these master storytellers will offer insight into their creative vision and driving forces behind their artistic pursuits. Moderated by longtime video game host producer Jeff Keighley, this conversation will revisit some of their fondest moments from their very own individual careers, as well as some pivotal moments from each other's work that remain a constant source of inspiration. Um, this is pretty cool, man. Uh, end quote. So they have 
a lot of uh, these things going around. Like uh, Dice is probably one of my favorite ones, just because it's calm. It's like it's not a it's not like a crazy convention or anything like that. But they do have certain keynote speakers where they go in like these people and they just talk about you know video games or like stuff that's happening in the industry, the media industry uh, specifically. I am so interested in this because uh, they did say that they will talk about future projects uh, coming up. Um, together that they're working on. So if you, you know, if, for those of you that didn't know that are watching or listening, uh, Gijomo the Toro and Hiroko Jima last year, they were going to work on Silent Hills. So, yeah, yeah. uh, PT, they were going to work on, 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 you know, the next Silent Hills iteration and it got canned by, uh, Konami. Uh, no one knows why just, just got destroyed. Just, uh, yeah. it was taken. It was a demo, uh, interactive demo that, um, uh, well, an interactive trailer that was exclusive to PS4. Uh, it came out last year in Germany's uh, GamesCon, uh, and it just got canned. Uh, it wasn't there anymore. So this could be something that they're working on together. They can talk. You know, I think this is probably the first time they've had um, face-to-face conversations uh, probably since. So maybe something could come out of this. What do you think? Oh, man, it, it really sucked when we found out that PT was no longer, you know, going to be a thing. Yeah. Because we know that Silent Hill is owned by Konami. We, we, right, right, know, right. It's, it's unfortunate. <clears throat> yeah. But, you, you know, you remember that article you read last week about Kojima saying uh, he's going to continue making that cutting-edge game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which we believe is a typo. Right. Um that he's been making for 30 years, I believe they can still make something similar. Yeah, they can. They definitely can. Um, And I hope, I hope, you know, it's not out of spite, but I hope that it's just because Kojima and Del Toro want to, want to really make this project even if they can't use the material they had at first. Right, right. So I, I really, I really hope that, um, I really hope that Kojima is able to pull this off without... Yeah. Any repercussions. Yeah. All right. Well, it's that that's all we got for the news, I guess. Yeah. Not, not much. A, not uh, a lot of news coming uh, out. I'm glad though for the DLC. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Uh, uh, so yeah. there's still stuff happening with Metal Gear, and we will have obviously more as uh time goes on. Guys, rate, comment, and subscribe to us. Yeah. Email us with things you're excited about. Let us know how these uh DLCs have made you feel or quiet coming. Uh, let us know what you want from Konami and, and you know, just a dialogue with us uh, because we want to hear from you. So please, um, are you excited about these maps? Are you excited about the um, quiet model? Are you excited about the $200 US dollar <laughs> cos glasses? Are yeah. you getting any of these? Are you excited about Del Toro working with Konami? Let us know. We want to yeah, hear from sure. you uh, and we want to hear your ideas. Um, but I guess. Yeah. Next one. Tips with Arnaldo. Okay, so if you're looking for the most balanced player in MGO, you might want to go with the Scout. Now, the Scout is very important when it comes to both tagging people and actually protecting other teammates. Other than, you know, some specialties with, like, the Enforcer having more more uh, health uh, and tougher endurance and the Infiltrator having more stealth qualities the scout has a few of both of their attributes for instance the scout 
has the Fulton Cannon while having some of the Enforcer's Endurance. So it's the best way to go. Also, if you feel like you're not getting any hits on people fast enough or you feel like it's too slow, change the aiming speed in your settings. This way, you can aim faster and even get faster kills. Now, you're probably wondering if you've, if you've seen someone with a cardboard box and they're sliding and they're hitting you, what do I do? Now, if they get close to you while this slide is going on, hit the CQC button. If you hit it at the right point in time, you're going to hit them first. And hopefully you'll knock them out. But you'll get the drop on them. Now be aware, it will still count as a hit towards you, but it won't knock you down. Good luck. All right. You can write into under the cardboard box at gmail.com and submit your uh, codec conversation request. So you know that we have our contest for the uh, Steam codes. Yep, that's right. We have we only two have left. two left. But after today, we will only have one code left. And the winner of this Metal Gear Solid 5 the Phantom Pain Steam Code is Daniel Retner. Yeah, man. Congratulations. You wrote into under the cardboard box at gmail.com and uh, you were selected. Uh, this is what he wrote. And I quote, hi, guys. So happy that there's an MGS podcast. Finally, what is your favorite non-canon MGS? End quote. Um, good question. That is a good question. And with that question, that means there's only one code left. So, guys, next week is the final time you can get your Steam code giveaway. Send in those questions. If you haven't already, like our Facebook. Well, join our Facebook page. Yeah. And just go for it, guys. It is the last code. Um, hopefully it won't be our last contest, right? but we never know. We never know. So please enter. If you have already put in that question again, put in another question. Come on guys. (laughs) And another one (laughs) and another one hustle. Do it. Uh, but yeah, non canon metal gear solid. By the way, guys, before I go on, please comment, rate, subscribe. Yep. You know what I mean? Your opinion matters. Your rating matters to us. And um, we just want to let you know that we can't go anywhere without you. So, Heidel, why don't you you want to kick this off? Okay, favorite non-canon Metal Gear. I'll have to say there's a few. Okay, uh, Ghost Babble comes to mind. Okay, it's uh, pretty much kind of a, a spiritual spiritual successor to Metal Gear Solid One. Right. Um, you know, there's. Good parts and bad parts of that game, of course. I I see it as a continuation of one or just an extension of one. That's how I see it. Okay. Um, it's it's a great game. I think for the Game Boy, right? I I think that at that time for uh for the Game Boy, there was just not that many action games that came out like that. Yeah, uh, not stealth. Right, at right. Least. 
I mean, the listeners can correct us if we're wrong. Right, right. Uh, but I did enjoy the fact that it was pretty much just like uh, these two games here. If you're listening, it's uh, Metal Gear and Metal Gear Snake's Revenge. If you're watching. If you're listening, because I'm pointing it out for them, so they won't know. Okay, fine, yeah. fine, fine. Listen fine, to a lot of podcasts. Fine, <laughs> fine. So, um, you know, they, they have certain aspects that they use in Metal Gear that they used in, in uh, Ghost Babel. It came out after. So yeah. it was something that Hiro Kojima, uh, well, I don't think Hiro Kojima even made this one. Uh, I think it was set in Konami, but I don't think um, Kojima had I mean, a it was it. backed. No, it was right. backed by Kojima. Kojima yeah, yeah, backed yeah. the project. Uh, so uh, definitely influences in Metal Gear, uh, Snake's Revenge, Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake, and Metal Gear 1. Uh, where it's the same top-down view. You're coming in, infiltrating, of course, but uh, it has the Metal Gear Solid 1 spin to it, you know? Uh, which in terms is, of story, yeah. In terms of story, right, and, and in terms of gameplay, it's ju- it, just pl- it plays just like the NES versions. Um, so I'd like to see something like that, of course, uh, just probably maybe making it different, um, you know, more kind of like... Um, uh, like a Diablo kind of top-down view and stuff, although that would be kind of like a different genre. But I did enjoy those games just because uh, it had a lot to say uh, within the codec. So, like, the codec conversations, <laughs> no pun intended, were were actually really good um, for, the, for these just because they had a story to kind of, you know, uh, make up for their own. You know, it's a, it's a non-canon Metal Gear, so it's like they'll go off the rails with anything. Right. You know? Uh, what about you? Well, I mean, before I get to my like my favorite, I just want to talk about these other ones, these other stories. Um, Metal Gear Acid One and Two. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk about them. I want to, you know, address them because they are non-canon stories. They don't fit anywhere within the Metal Gear universe. No, it's just the characters. Yeah, which really is just Snake. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this set? Is Acid set after one? No, it's just it, there's there's nothing, no to, timeline. Yeah, there's no. It, you're you're basically in an alternate timeline, in which I mean the cards you use, a lot of them are from part one and um, the NES versions and the Game Boy versions. You know they all. So it's have, it's after one before two, technically. I mean, I if we said that based on the story because they have part two cards. It just I I don't want to give it a part because there's just it just. It's not canon. There's there's nothing. They're, right. Essentially, for acid, they just use the character Snake. Yeah. They didn't yeah. use anything else. They it's it's yeah. kind of like a monopoly based Metal Gear game. Right. Right. You know they got Metal Gear pieces, Metal Gear landscapes. You know it's just that's all it is. I enjoyed Acid One and Two. Honestly, if you haven't played them and and you like, you know, turn based strategy games like myself. I do enjoy I do I enjoy strategy games. I like being able to think through things. Um I'm that kind of guy. But that's exactly what you get from these games. But the story is completely like twisted. It is like like major darkness. Maniacal. Like, like <laughs> bloody and you know, floating dolls and, and I'm not talking about psychomanis. You know, it's just like you know, I, I, I don't even know if I should spoil anything. I think it's okay. Yeah, I mean, part one, apparently, that's uh, 
the actual solid snake. But in part two, this is how you know it's not canon. The snake you play as is a clone of Solid Snake. <laughs> yeah. But we know after, you know, Solid is revealed that at first and Metal Gear Solid 2, they cannot be cloned. Yeah, they nor can't. Or reproduced. No. They can't reproduce. I'm sorry. So that's how non canon it is. Like, it just. <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, but now my favorite non canon. Uh, Iron- ironically enough, is within a canon story. Yeah. And you're probably wondering, how does that make sense? Um, I'm talking about Snake Tales. Yeah, Metagir Solid 2. Yeah. Substance. Yeah. I really enjoyed all of the Snake Tales. Yeah. It made, it made playing part two um, exciting again. And although they didn't go major into the production values in terms of videos, and yeah, it was it was kind of told it was it was told by a story uh, that you read, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which is really cool and, and just jumps you right into the gameplay after you're done reading, right? It just it's just straight dialogue, and it it I don't know, it somehow it gives you a deeper sense of Snake's thoughts and you know the way he speaks, and it's just like he's human. You know, but just playing all of the stories was just great. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, there were so many twists and turns. And they used characters from the actual game, the MGS2, except for Raiden. Raiden wasn't uh, in it, I believe. Um, no. But you have people like Solidus and Vamp. and You know, and what I did enjoy of it was that you get to play a snake in some of the parts where you don't in the real game. Right. You get, uh, yeah. which, is, which is really cool because... I guess for fans that were disappointed at, hey, man, where's Snake in Metal Gear Solid 2? Where is he? Uh, you get to play as him in the Snake Tales. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. And then you get to see Meryl, you know, uh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's that, it's very cool. Of, yeah, it was a lot of twist. Yeah. Um, so it was it was good to have that. It was it, it gave the game a lot of replayability. And also what I loved about it is your some of your actions, not all of them. They mattered. Like whether, for instance, when you see Meryl, you face off against her. Yeah. You have the choice to yeah. kill her, kill her. Yep. or to knock her out. That ultimately changes the ending of the game again. Yep. yep. So it's like, depending on what you do, that'll like give you a different story. Yeah. Or a different and, take on the story. And you know, what's, what's crazy is that in 2, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, the, the canon story, um, it... uh. You don't know if the ending that you got in part one is true or not, you know, because you don't see Meryl throughout the whole time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, it's like, whoa, did she actually die? Was that the real ending? You don't find that out till Metal Gear Solid 4. Well, I mean, really. so, yeah, well, I mean, if you don't really do the research or you never play Right, again, right, exactly. Yeah, you just you, Metal Gear Solid know, 4. Well, I, I agree with you in the sense that you don't know which one was canon, whether she died or whether she, she died or lived. Yeah. You know, I just know that in part one, you wanted her to live. That's <laughs> yeah, and that's that's it, yeah. But you never see her afterwards. You don't, and so you, so you don't know. So I, I like that, that's, uh, that kind of, uh, you know, that, that... Mystery? Right, it's a mystery for, for fans. Uh, I remember when I played 4, I was like, oh, Meryl. Even though I, I knew already, you know, that Meryl, that was the canon story, uh, the ending. Yeah. But uh, for fans that probably, let's say, they, they just got that ending... In Metal Gear Solid One, um, 
they were probably kind of lost. You know, they were just like, man, we're, you know, where's Meryl and stuff? Or, man, Meryl's dead. That sucks, you know? And then they go into four and they're like, whoa, she is alive. She is alive. <laughs> so I do definitely agree with you with Snake Tales uh, because that is a good way to transition into more replayability, like you said. And when Subsistence came out, um, I'm sorry, Substance came out, it, um, it created more of a sense of like, man, I got to collect more things. I got to do more things, which leads me to my next point, which is um, it, he said non-canon games. So I'm going to say VR missions. Um, obviously, there's no story in there, but um, it's 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 fun, especially in the uh, VR missions for PlayStation. It's just fun to go in there and just dive in, just doing missions. You know, no story, just um, just a wacky <laughs> uh, uh, virtual reality game. Yeah. You know, when you fight the genome soldier in the end, uh, that like hilarious. You know, it's hu- a humongous genome soldier. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you, are you talking about the actual VR disc, or yeah. did you talk about the VR in part one? No, and the VR disc. Okay, yeah, the play, okay, the yeah, separate yeah, yeah. PlayStation game that came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, with uh, Frank Yeager in the front. Right, right. Which honestly, in my opinion, was a money grab. Um, of course, Konami. <laughs> it, it, it was an entire game for VR. Yeah, for VR. Yeah. I mean, they were great. They were fun, but it was just it was like, very fun. You don't buy games for just that. You you want some type of story. No, of Although course. I did enjoy if if we're going to talk about VR missions, mm-hmm. I did enjoy um, playing the mysteries. Yeah, playing the mysteries, especially the last one where it's like you come in, someone's murdered. Right, right, yeah, happened. yeah, yeah. So that, that's kind of cool, you know. Yeah, it was, yeah those were those they, were fun. And, and like figure it out. Yeah, just like they just drop you in there. Uh, those were fun. The one in Metal Gear Solid Two as well were were pretty good too. You know, you get to play as as uh, as Gray Fox, so uh in in substance uh you get to play as him you know no you don't in what you get to play as raiden in the in the ninja suit yeah that's what i'm saying in the ninja suit you get to play as him yeah yeah in his suit because i'm you know obviously spoilers here but olga you know she's you know in the in the real game yeah she's in the suit and you think it's him and stuff and you're just like wait but he died in part one (laughs) like ocelot said right yeah exactly so but you died yeah, but I, I like that, that you, they do have those, those certain missions. Also, in Metal Gear Solid 3, they have, like, certain things like um, the Snake different... versus monkey? Well, that, yeah, obviously, but I'm talking about, like, Ocelot, the encounters with Ocelot uh, in the ending. Um, even though, like, you don't know which one is canon, which one is not, uh, in the ending, when you're with the bullet... Yeah, yeah, choosing the, the you know guns. choosing which one. Like, there's I think different three different ones. You let you know he shoots you, you shoot him, and you don't shoot at all. You know, which is which is it's pretty funny. Which one do you think is true to it? I mean, I think you'd like to think Snake won that one. Well, you know, or didn't pull the trigger at all. I mean, just just understand that either one was okay. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it was it, going to lead up to the same. Yeah, yeah it was. It's all gonna. But but like. In your mind, it, which one do you think? I honestly, uh, I don't. You know, I wanna, I wanna say the one in which Snake didn't shoot him at all. Yeah. Um, but then again, Ocelot was pretty pissed. Yeah, yeah. At the end of it, so I think I no. You know what? I'm gonna go with the one where Snake actually shot and it was a blank. Right, right. Because it he was just, he does that smirk. Yeah, yeah. He's like. <laughs> It's a blank, you know, is yeah, you know, yeah, having yeah. some fun. It's like, oh, that was fun. 
It's like, I'll see you around. Right. John, mm-hmm. you know, but, but when you don't shoot him, he's kind of like bummed out. He's like, man, but you didn't. Shoot yeah. Yeah. Me. You like, didn't shoot me. Why? Yeah. With all the crap I put you through, man. You just, <laughs> you just come on. Yeah. Yeah. But I, so I, I mean, Ocelot is one of the characters that admires Big Boss. If mm-hmm. not, I, I, I can dare say the most. Okay. So, I mean. I Aside g- from Eva? Yes. More than Eva. Hmm. Come on. He watched over him for nine years. He, he's been following Snake, well, Big Boss for so long, it, more than Eva. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, because Eva lost contact. Well, I mean, she's a spy, but what I'm saying is, look, look at part four. Part four was literally Ocelot dedicating his entire remaining life to freeing Big Boss yeah. from the Patriots. Yeah. No one, well, I mean, of course, you know, Big Mama, aka Eva, was trying to protect Big Boss's body, yeah. quote yeah. unquote, which we know it wasn't, but I think Ocelot- <laughs> So that was in vain. <laughs> So, I, but I think Ocelot had the greatest admiration, the greatest love for Big Boss. It, yeah, dare I say, it was an obsession in a sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we digress. Uh, back to non-canon. Um, yeah, I have to say, all all those things were uh, all the non-canon things were good. It's just, I, I guess, to me, Snake Tales was the best non-canon portion. Um, that I've played because uh, one, the story was it could have it was it was like it could have been seen like if Raiden wasn't there, it was it was possible. Yeah, yeah, you know for sure. Unlike Acid One and Acid Two and Ghost, I mean Ghost Babel was also possible, but it already happened in a sense. Right, right, it happened. Yeah, yeah, you know. But Snake Tales was like almost okay. Raiden, you don't exist. The S3 doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. It's just Snake figuring out what the heck is going on. There's even a yeah. portion in Snake Tales in which you, you fight Solidus at the end at Snake. Mm-hmm. I mean, Snake's not using a sword, but yeah, it's still yeah. a good fight. Yeah. Um, another one is standing right in front of us, Snake's Revenge. Not, yeah. a, not a canon game. Yeah. Uh, most people don't know, but it was not touched by Hideo Kojima. Um, it was made by the uh, same people in his, in his company at that time, but just Kojima didn't have anything to do with it. Um, like I said before in previous uh, podcasts, uh, Konami made so many games back then, uh, so they had to rebrand themselves into Ultra, and they were released. Uh, you know, Nintendo will give you kind of like a cap, like you got to stop making games. So the company has to stop making games. So they made Ultra, and after the iteration of Metal Gear, uh, the first one that came out, uh, you know, they they came out with with Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake and then Snake's Revenge as a non-canon game uh, just because <laughs> honestly I don't even know why it came out but um, I mean if you look at the cover I think you can see it in the video and you, you look at MG1 and this, they don't even look like the same person yeah they don't <laughs> they this, don't I mean he's standing the part one he's standing like Kyle Reese from, yeah, Terminator. from Terminator which but Shido in, Kojima said he was, right but in part two he looks like Kyle Reese yeah so yeah. it's just like but interesting enough the snake's revenge snake that they have there looks more like the uh like the snakes that followed more than the one in metal gear. Oh, why do you say that? Just just look how he's standing like for example like think of Kaori's here, right? 
think of his hair. Look at his hair. You know, it's kind of like uh, like a James Bond kind of looking hair. I see. Now, look at this one. This looks more reminiscent of how Snake is going to look in his outfit. You see what I mean? He's got those two guns. <laughs> He's got two guns, which I've never, I've seen, never seen Snake I've with two guns. I've never seen Snake wield two guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that he can't. No, definitely not. And that bandana's weak. Oh, yeah, that bandana is super weak. But um, anyway, I uh, uh, Snake's Revenge was a fun game. Uh, you have a, a lieutenant there that is kind of guiding you through the missions and stuff. As uh, always. As always. But, uh, it's it, you know, it's not the colonel um, and or Big Boss or something. But you're trying to find Big Boss. You know, you're trying to trying to get him. It was a good game. I just feel like it was not a Hideo Kojima game. So, you know, it's kind of like, okay, cool game. <laughs> you know, something to... Cool story, bro. Yeah, something to just like, I guess, hold fans off or... I don't know. So they figure out what's what's next. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, what other ones do you think come to mind? No, I, I think I, I think I've pretty much said um, all I needed to there. Um, I can't like I said, I've, I've enjoyed Acid 1 and Acid 2. And, you know, I guess another game would be Portable Ops Plus. But that was more of an expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Rather yeah. than non-canon. Right. Um. But I don't. I don't think there's any other MGS non-canon games. Uh, you guys can email us and tell us if we're wrong. Yeah. Um. Comment, subscribe, rate us. You know, we we would really appreciate it for sure. But uh, I don't. I I think I'm sticking with my decision of um Snake Tales, man. Snake Tales takes it away from me. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of fans would agree with you. Yeah, and it it wasn't even the longest non-canon story. Uh, you can you can be done with Snake Tales in like a couple hours. Yeah. You can. Unlike Ghost Babel, which was longer and mm-hmm. had puzzles and yeah. etc. Probably was, takes like maybe ten hours to beat. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, depending on your play style. Yeah. Um, for veterans, it might take less because they're mm-hmm. familiar mm-hmm. with Metal Gear in a, in a sense. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I got that's that's all I got about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let us know. What are your favorite non-canon games? Uh, maybe you have another one that we haven't mentioned, or maybe you share the same one as us, but uh, we're going to do some trivia now. Next segment. Okay, so trivia time. Uh, <laughs> so we were discussing with some of the fans uh, uh, online on our Facebook group, which you can join. It's under the cardboard box. Uh, you can search us there and you can interact with some of your Metal Gear fans. You can interact with us. We're usually uh, very active on it. So we got some suggestions saying maybe we should uh, give some Arnaldo uh, some trivia. You know, uh, give him a shot at, uh, at the big leagues. <laughs> Put him on the hot seat. Uh, so a few fans said maybe we should uh, go back and forth. So this time I got a tribute for him. And uh, he's going to try to guess it. Uh, are you ready? <laughs> you want to explain the rules? Yeah, so the rule goes pretty simple. Uh, it's something we've been playing for a long time since we were kids. Uh, we want to go in and say a dialogue between a character in Metal Gear. And they're speaking. So Arnaldo would usually ask me, like, you know, Metal Gear or something, you know, he won't say it in that voice, but he'll just say the dialogue between them. And I have to figure out who said it to who, uh, what game and where. All right. So my trivia, 
You ready? All right. Pretty sweet. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> what was it called? Assassin's Creed 3? It was Assassin's Creed 3. They didn't have like a, like a name, subtitle I, name. I, I forget. I know. Shut up. All right. <laughs> All right. Goes pretty sweet, huh? Whoa, hold it. Watch where you're pointing that thing. The other person says, Who are you? That is Drebin saying it to Snake when they first met and he pointed it at the monkey. MGS4. You are correct. <laughs> okay, good. Nice, good. nice. Very good, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, so, as you can see, uh, Arnaldo's a beast at this. So, <laughs> um, you can write in to under the cardboard box at gmail.com with your questions, your submissions, and your trivia questions. So, <laughs> there, there it is. Number five. <laughs> uh, so, you can write in to us. And you can interact with us on Facebook. We're pretty active there. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to you eventually. Um, and we'll even call you by name. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we've had a lot of fun on the Facebook group uh, lately. Just uh, I, you were on a trivia off with uh, one, of our, yeah. one of our listeners. <clears throat> I think it was Christopher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, also, our Twitch stream, it happens every Thursday. Every Thursday, guys, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We had some technical difficulties um, last time. Internet was down. We apologize sincerely, but we are trying our best to be there. Um, I want you guys to come on, interact with me. Let me know if you're if you're a listener of the show. I want to know from you. I yeah. want to know about you. Heidel's at the computer typing. Although he wasn't there for a while. I wasn't there, yeah. I was, was at a, was at a at Breaking a, Benjamin concert. Yes, an acoustic Breaking <laughs> Benjamin concert. Yeah. Um, but yes, guys, we want, we want to do this. We want to know, we really want to know your thoughts. We want you to write in, please rate, comment, and subscribe. Please send us an email. Um, yep. and, and just let us know what it is that, what kind of content you want to see. You can subscribe to under the cardboard box. Just search for under the cardboard box on any podcast service you have. We come out on audio file every Tuesday. So you can listen to us every Tuesday and our video comes out every Friday on YouTube. So if you guys don't like to, you know, listen or whatever, you can definitely check us out uh, YouTube every Fridays. We come out. So uh, this week we will also be on SoundCloud. So check us out there. You could just search for us under the cardboard box. Same thing. And also our Twitch stream, like he mentioned before, it'll be every Thursday. So aside from that, we would definitely love for you guys to email us. And remember, there's one more code left. Yeah. One more code left for our one Steam giveaway. more code. Yeah. And uh, we would like for a certain person to win. Whoever it is, could be you. Uh, just like us, uh, join our Facebook group, and also email us your, uh, your question, comments, Whatever it is, just let us know that you're doing it for the giveaway. And for Daniel uh, Retner, Retner, 
email me back so I know that you're alive, I know you're well, and I can send you your code, man. All right? So with that being said, guys, again, we are UCBP. We are here to stay. We hope to continue bringing you more content. We will see you next time, and we are signing out. That's our show.